Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the RFP podcast, episode number 192, Relentless Forward Progress. And we are moving into Ultra Dad, session number four with my co-host, Brian Shane. You out there, bud? I'm here, Mike. How you doing? Awesome, awesome. I am your other co-host, not uh, the the less talented and less pretty one, Mike Ubaldini. (laughs) Grateful to have everybody here. Thanks for coming on board. For the ride we'll see where this journey takes us today uh coming in loud and clear i can hear you how about me sounds good sounds good beautiful so uh what are you drinking <laughs> good question i am going with the uh, oscar blues selection from this fine state of colorado uh and it is a cano bliss ipa it's a, it's a hazy ipa so I uh, became a big fan of it over the summertime here. So I'll be sipping on that. How about you? I am actually also a hazy IPA uh, stone, Tangerine Express. So I, Good choice. I, I think that's what you might have been drinking two weeks ago. Either that I or definitely the, was. Okay. So I, was, I, got, I got that 12-pack over the weekend. Uh, yep. And I'm down to two of these. Uh, I, I'm sad to say, uh, that's a good, that's a good weekend right there. I don't care who you are. <laughs> well, we, uh, the East coast call that I have with the Philly boys, we switched that to Tuesday nights just because of schedule and soccer's and all that stuff. So, uh, Oh boy. Yeah. I had a, had a, had a, had a couple last night too. So, uh, perfect. Perfect. <laughs> quarantine's going to kill me. Yeah. Well, here, here's to you. Uh, thank you. You too, brother. Salute. Salute. Hey, oh, I'm spilling, I'm spilling over the all over, all over the closet here. My don't clean that up afterwards. Don't get, <laughs> don't make sure you don't get anything on the radio equipment. The podcast. <laughs> nope. Equipment. Yeah, the phone is waterproof, supposedly. But there you go. I don't want to find that out right now. Good, good, good. Yeah. Uh, speaking speaking of beer, we got some. Uh, uh, good news, I guess. Potential good news. Uh, was big it last news. Week? Big, big. Okay, we'll call it big, big, big. <laughs> yeah. Headlines. You want you want to share that with the audience? Well, yeah. the The rumor is uh, Yingling Lager, the America's oldest brewery, is finally going to make it out to the western states. I think uh, west of the Mississippi, maybe. So, um. Colorado, Arizona. I think we're just keeping our fingers crossed right now. It's who are they hooking up with Coors or Molson? Molson Coors, yeah. Coors, yeah, yeah. So that's promising, which is great timing with COVID because my uh, my bootleg operation, as we talked about in one of the earlier podcasts, uh, my my operation's been shut down. So um, we might just be able to do this legally now. <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, prohibition and COVID. <laughs> Damn it. Exactly. Uh, I heard, well, I read the article and they said probably not till, I mean, it makes sense, right? It, it's Molson course. It's got to be Colorado. You, you just, you would yeah. expect it to be Colorado. Co- Colorado's in. Arizona. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Well, it's, it's, a, it's a day's drive, if anything. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we could, we could, we could make that, make that happen. It might be just coming up there a little bit more often, of course, to see yeah. you, but also to pick <laughs> yeah. up a couple of cases of, of lager. But I heard, I heard in the article or I read in the article that it was like late uh, second half of next year by the time they figured yeah. it all out. Yeah. So we're, we're, we're not going to hold our breaths, but that is, we'll take it for that. But absolutely. I, yeah. I was getting, it was funny. I was getting, been texting back and forth with a lot of either uh, East Coast folks that are out here or East Coast folks that are just sharing the news. So it's been pretty funny here getting some texts about uh, different news companies with their their headlines with the logger. So I appreciate everybody keeping me well informed. (laughs) Yeah, well, you talking to the guys last night, they were like, yeah, okay, because, you know, they have it, they they get it. So they're not really excited about it. But you talk to somebody that lives out, you know, out our way. no way, really? Yeah. 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 Yeah, that's the plan. So we're excited about it. Hot topic for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Coolest thing since sliced bread right now. Yeah, man. It's like it's like <laughs> now it's like getting tasty cakes out here. 
Yeah. Oh, that's next. That's, well, they have that would be a gr- great. Fo- they do. They have them here. Yeah, they have them here. <clears throat> really? Yeah, it was. Uh, huh. When when we lived here the first stint, they didn't have them, but um, we. Uh, it depends what store you go to. So, like Albertsons carries them. Okay. Not not a. There's not a ton. There's they'll have their. Uh, what is it? The tandy cakes, the peanut butter and chocolate. They'll have crimpets. Um, and they'll have like one or two other things. And that's usually their, their rotation. They get in all the time, but it's not, they don't have like the pies or anything like that. So, I mean, getting those pumpkin pies during Thanksgiving was, uh, was awesome, but, uh, oh, well, <clears throat> but we do, that, we do yeah, have, taste well, hey, cr- crimpets and the cakes. That's, that's all I need. I'm, I don't ask for much. Right. right. But that, that would be, Ooh, yeah, that would be all right. Yeah. It's maybe come on, call Come on, Colorado. <laughs> I don't know, man. So <laughs> Albert's, no, it's not. I was going to say Albertson's is whoever owns Albertson's. Yeah. Uh, Cause Kroger, I know Kroger owns like Safeway and Ralph's and, and fries. So well, Kroger's yeah. is in Michigan, yep. but if, if like, if, if Fry's had them, I would assume all the Kroger markets have them. Kroger, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll have to check it out in the big city um, next time we're down there. But on uh, some follow-up news, we have uh, the grocery store at Prothers. Mm-hmm. You can build your own six-packs there. Mm-hmm. So they switched over. Now Colorado, you can you can sell real beer beer in the grocery stores. Okay. And our fine uh, one grocery store here in town, they have uh, mix and match uh, build your own six packs. So I'd noticed that uh, last week actually. So that's that's kind of a big deal for us around here. Now is it like forty five dollars for that six pack? <laughs> yeah, pretty <laughs> pretty much. Or you could just buy a thirty pack of PPR and you know. That would be half the cost of your six pack, right? Well, well, yeah. we went we went out on Sunday. Speaking of beers, and I promise, folks, we'll we'll get to some topics shortly. But maybe this is the topics everybody wants to hear anyway. <laughs> yeah. uh, so we went out to watch the Eagles game uh, on Sunday Sunday morning at ten o'clock because uh, we don't get it here, and uh, they had a bucket of PBRs for fifteen dollars. So five five PBRs for fifteen dollars, which oh really? Which you think about it, you get five beers at a bar for fifteen bucks. That's a steal. But considering yeah. you could get a case for like eighteen dollars, I was gonna say you're not too far off from a case <laughs> right. there. But hey, it was it was fun. You're helping out the local economy, right? Exactly, and it's it comes in a bucket. That's kind of that's cool. it. Did come? In a I bucket. always like the. The, the bucket of rocks that kind of reminds me of the the rolling rocks back back in uh, state college you'd get get that or the, the pony ponies, case uh, the pony case. the ponies yeah the, the rat scale yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> I remember I remember oh god we're gonna we could go down a wicked <laughs> hole here yeah this is this is it <laughs> uh, buckle up yeah this is kind of the reason we all started this to get into these stories so I remember the first time I took Robin there uh, it was with we were with Jimmy and Bridget, the Budwells, and we had flown from here or there, and we took Robin to the Rat Scaler. And we show up, Jimmy and I, because we had been there before, give us the case of ponies, and they come down and they throw down, you know, 24 pack of, granted, they're seven ounce, they're seven ounce beers. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, Jimmy, Jimmy and I tore through those like it was nothing. Oh, you- yeah, it, yeah. You you feel like a giant too, kind of holding those little tiny bottles. I mean, you you got a whole case of just that thick, thick cardboard that you know the the reusable cases. Yep. And you just plop it down, and you just pick one up, and you just feel. Or at least I did. I don't know. Maybe it's like small guy syndrome. Well, dude, or something, I'm, but... I'm I'm your I'm <laughs> your same height. So <laughs> you just you, you just felt like a a massive individual sitting in those booths <laughs> and then you felt just you felt good no matter what afterwards yeah yeah right you're right no matter how bad you felt going in you're gonna feel pretty good leaving <laughs> feel like a rock star coming out yeah yeah i think we would we may have hit that pre-game for some of the football games yeah we were there a couple times i think we went there once after too yeah yeah it might have been a little shady but yeah. we i think we did make it there once after 
Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, I think we made it out. Yeah, we uh, well, we always did. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so let's uh, let's chat. I we I I thought we from the last podcast we you brought up the topic about you know treating family as a team, and I yeah I, I thought that was a good uh, a good and I I I know you kind of have some thoughts and notes and I have some thoughts and notes, but I'll I'll shift it over to you to kind of take take it away. Yeah, I think this could kind of be, it's been on my mind mainly all this summer, really. And I thought we could just do a little COVID special um, since we both have families. And um, I think we're both fortunate, though, in the regards of, um, you know, your girls are still active in, in the club sports and everything. And Tanner right now is is participating and I'm coaching him in our cross country middle school team. So we're pretty fortunate, but there's a I know there's a lot of families out there, a lot of parents right now not having any option because all of their dance classes, the the fall sports, I mean everything got shut down on them. So I wanted to kind of shift gear and instead of just, you know, putting your hands up in the air and you know, okay, maybe you know, winter sports will happen to kind of change a mindset into looking at the family as a team in itself and going out and getting creative, um, whether that's going to a, a park or finding some some new trails in the area and just coming together to congregate with with um with the family and treating, you know, you if maybe in a coach role as the parents and have the the siblings work with each other, encourage each other, push each other to find new limits. Um, I just that's what we've kind of been doing throughout the summer. I know with our kids and mountain biking and, and rock climbing, we've really kind of come together um, here this summer, and it's been neat to see kind of step back and let the kids kind of do their own thing and not need to micromanage and, you know, help them out with everything. It's been, it's been a fun summer for us personally. So I just wanted to maybe kind of kick that idea around and, you know, maybe just give, give some ideas to the audience all at the same time for the fall time here. Cause we're, we're in, we're in fall right now. We actually have leaves falling off and temperatures dropping. So I know back East that Arizona, you know, it's pretty pleasant uh, weather right now. So just kind of giving parents, you know, some, some new ideas maybe to, to focus in and, and kind of don't just throw your hands up in the air and, you know, no sports, no coaches, I guess we're just going to hang out and do nothing. Yeah. That's uh I'm I'm as I'm thinking as you're talking I'm thinking back to when this whole stuff started and you know obviously you know our girls are older my girls are older than your your kid your girls and Tanner uh, not by much with Tanner but I was really proud of the girls when this all went down so you're talking March April where everything shut down you know there was just yep. nothing going yep. on and I don't know about some of the folks out there especially now going into the fall sports, but I know like a latest soccer team, uh, they were, they were doing the coach would have meetings online, meet, you know, the, the zoom meetings or the, the online meetings, they wouldn't necessarily really have practices altogether. They would just have meetings and discussions, but then they would have assignments each day. Um, and it would be a video uh, typically a video or a list of skills that they would have to work on, right? Uh, so yep. Alina, we 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 got her a little goal out back because she was kicking the ball against the the wall that separated the the yard from the air conditioning unit. Uh, so Perfect. yeah, so we got her we got her an actual net because she was going to end up kicking the thing over, kicking the thing down. <laughs> yeah. um, and she worked and she worked. And there was a, there was a few months there where she would, I think it was like almost every other day, she would go for a run. She would go right out the door and run like a mile. And Bella, Bella would go with, not go with her, but Bella was doing some running too. And Bella, the gym, fortunately, um, they would have their zoom. They would have workouts. There, yeah, that was, that was impressive that was impressive that that scene yeah so she 
she was working out. They were both working out. Uh, so if, if those that are listening, you know, I don't know if, the, I mean, I, my assumption would be that the coaches uh, are doing something for your kids. And if not, you guys, you have the ability to create these things. And it doesn't have, like Elena and Bella, they both weren't doing, obviously, their full workouts. You know, obviously, we don't have bars and balance beams and stuff like that. And our yard isn't big enough for Elena to be running around. But they were able to adapt and, you know, build into things. So they weren't just sitting on the devices all day long. Um, yeah. They, they, now, the, the hard part, the really hard part, and this is, I think, maybe something we, we it is probably more uh, critical to talk about is the, like the mental cap- the mental stability because that connection with people, right? So yep. the girl, Bella's back in the gym. Elena's playing soccer and, and uh, there's games and everything. So there's that human connection that is the, the, te- the connection with the teammates. So that's critically, critically important. Uh, so when the girls were going through it initially, it was early phases, right? But you got these kids that going into fall sports, right? They may have not had been able to have that connection all through last spring, all through the summer. Now leading into the fall, it could be six, seven, eight months since they are actually, you know, face to face with, with their teammates. So being able to have that, that, connection is, is critical too in addition to keeping up some level of activity yeah yeah exactly and that's where i think the that time span like you're saying without the social interaction you know if if you weren't interacting with your family i mean that was pretty much all you really had to work with kid wise um i was still at work but i don't socialize much anyway um but that's that's a whole other story um <laughs> But kid wise, yeah, they need, they need that cognitive um, exercise of socializing, working with each other. And that's where we didn't have any coaches. I mean, we're not into those kind of programs where um, coaches were reaching out. So we took it upon ourselves. We created the Shane Olympics Mm -hmm. and that was just a spreadsheet. Everybody had their own spreadsheet and forget what it was. It was, um, try to accumulate um, miles traveled. So whether it was the treadmill or in our yard, um, just trying to accumulate miles. So we w- keep the kids moving and everything, uh, minutes of reading. And then we, we threw in a, a bench press, I think on the first series and everything. So, and we all came together and came up with different activities, what we wanted to do. So, but then that, that kind of created, and that's where I'm coming back to the team aspect of um, they're removed from their usual teammates. So now we had to work literally in-house and depend on each other for, for that support that you would usually get when you're on the, on the field or on the gymnastic mats and, you know, whatnot, but it's, and we, as the parents, Cindy and I, kind of stepped up into the coaching role just to help facilitate and motivate um, each other and the kids as well. So it, um, it kind of reminded me of kind of comparing to also today's age of, of families with activity and sport and all, you know, it could be dance, it could be plays and, you know, music recitals, anything compared to, I think, let's say just like eighties and late eighties when I was growing up, um, you know, for me, looking back, we were all together. Like for example, on Sundays, we'd all load up in the minivan, head out to the pit down on Grove street. And we were at peewee football Mm. the entire day, you know, and we just all played at different times. So we, but we were all together the whole time. And now we compare it to, everybody's got a, a different schedule, a different agenda, different practice times and everything. And it's, 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 everybody's heading different directions and maybe we come together for dinner at the same time. Maybe we don't, maybe everything's staggered. So taking a look at, you know, the team aspects and compared with the family at the same time, it's, it's just very interesting how things have shifted now. Um, and it's almost, you know, COVID there's, there's been a lot of, little 
gold linings to this awful ordeal we're in. And I just have found that the, the rewinding almost of time and kind of, you know, even back to the old farmer days where, you know, the family just did everything together. Um, it's kind of been, it's kind of been a neat experience, I guess, to find the positive out of the negative stuff. Yeah. I'll, I want to circle back to, to that, that uh, the COVID and what it's, what the positive lights are we could pull out of that. Uh, but before I, I do that, yeah. I wanted to circle back to, you know, kind of <clears throat> a different situation with growing up. Cause like you, <clears throat> you and, and your brothers were close together from an age perspective, right? There wasn't a huge gap. Yeah, exactly. Where yours yeah, was so t- um, a little more well, spread t- out. Yeah. yeah, we were all two years right. apart. So, so ta- Tammy know. is my next sibling, my sister, and she was four years older than me. And yeah. when we were growing up younger, when we were younger, like when I was in you know middle school, they were in high school, if not Tina was Tina was out of high school. I think she graduated sixth, fifth grade, fifth grade year when I was in fifth grade. So, you know, there wasn't, let me backtrack that. There wasn't like on a weekend, we were all spread out. You know what I mean? Usually on a, usually yeah. on a weekend, I was at a wrestling tournament and then the girls, they had, they were still dancing. Even, even, I think post high school, they were still dancing. So they had the recitals, but the thing is that their recitals were once a year. Right. And then us, yeah. whether it's football, baseball, or wrestling, we, we were, we were constantly going, moving and grooving. So we didn't, we didn't have that all come together, uh, all come together from a sport from around, around a sport. Now, the great thing is when I got to high school and in college, the family came to watch me. So there was, there was, I guess, a community around that sport where we came together was that, that dinner on, you know, that typical Sunday dinner, that Italian type of family dinner. So we usually got together every Sunday night around Sunday for dinner at my mom, at, you know, up in Mountain View Village at my mom's, but we never really, that's interesting. That's interesting that you brought that up because we never really, came together around sports. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. They came, they, we went to each other's. Like I went, I remember going to my sister's recitals and I know they came and you know, obviously Frank came to, to the meets. Uh, they came to the wrestling meets, interesting enough, but I don't recall them coming to many baseball games or football games. That's interesting. That, that's interesting. Yeah. And well, you're looking at it, um, you know, the wrestling meets, that was for our area that was kind of a that was an deal. event that was yeah <laughs> that was yeah i mean and that was every wednesday and saturday pretty much you know whenever it was a home meet i mean that was i haven't been to anything in this area in this state really that compares to south campus gym on a on a sunday or saturday night. yeah the interesting thing is so, though to what i could remember bry is that it 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 wasn't necessarily just at South campus. Right. Cause it, it was, I remember going to West Scranton. I remember going to Bishop. Oh Hobart. yeah. I remember going to Scranton. You know, I remember going to yep. all these places and it was a big, it was a big deal. I mean, we, we were, were most gyms that we went to or at our gym, you know, it was, it packed. was packed every Wednesday night and yeah. every Saturday night. And, uh, and we could go down a whole, we could go down a whole rabbit hole there, but but the point was is that you know it, it's interesting that I mean it's, you had four boys too, so there's there's a little bit of a difference there. We had two girls and two yeah. two boys, so there wasn't really a, like my father and Frank and I would sit around watching college football or baseball or you know go on the baseball games, and sometimes the girls would come, but we never really we never really um, communized, if you will around around sport we it was always we had that sunday dinner um barbecues and stuff like that yeah yeah that kind of special sunday gathering but going back yeah just look go ahead looking looking back on that it is it is unique now kind of if you start to reflect on you know at the time it didn't seem like 
a big deal. But now looking back to how times have kind of changed and everything, looking back, it, it, it it's definitely a unique time, I think, of, of my life. And I'm, I could probably speak for you and, you know, your upbringing, too, of those those Sundays or just those sport gatherings or just, you know, all the family under one roof at the same time. Yeah, it's, you know? it's, and it's so simple. It's so simple. But now looking at it, it's like, wow. That was it was kind of a big deal. Well, I think we're a lot more transient these days too. I mean, look at you've been you've been out and we were talking about this yesterday, right? You've been out there for how many, you know, 15, 18 years. 20 years. 20 years. Yeah, 20 years. You know, and I yeah. I the last time I lived at home is when I was 18 years old, 17, 18 years old. So, <clears throat> uh and even even although I was living in South in Philadelphia, we, you know, there wasn't a whole lot of time we spent up in the Scranton Clark summit area just because we just moved away. But going back to these days with sport in, in our family, right? Because you got, you got Elena in soccer and you got Bella in um, gymnastics. Now pretty much Elena's soccer season, they, it's pretty much all year long. There's they're, they're competing and in games all pretty much all year long, there's some downtime. And then Bella's Bella's meets are a certain time of the year. And there's some, there's some overlap, right? So we got to kind of play the, the zone defense, you know, either I'm with Elena yep. and Robin's with Bella or vice versa during, during the winter months of, you know, January through May pretty much. But, you know, there's oftentimes Elena's going to Bella's meets and there's oftentimes Bella's going to Elena's soccer games. So there is that, we're, we're doing it, but I, I think you were kind of making the point where, and, and when my parents are in town and when Robin's parents are in town or we have visitors like yourselves, right? We all, and there's something going on. We all commune around that sport. Um, but yeah. it's different. It's definitely an interesting, it's an int- it's interesting to think about how, I, I, cause I think that things have changed and, um, since when we were growing up, I think and this might be able to, a, a good lead into to an, the next topic right around competition. I think I think things have changed with respect to it. On, on a Sunday, for example, like you're saying, going to the pit, your entire family, or going to a wrestling match, right on a Wednesday or Saturday night at South Campus, it was an event. You know, it was, it was, you know, it was family. It was, you know, it was just, and the, it wasn't just family with, within our own families. You know, you go to an Abbey the Heights wrestling match back in the late eighties, early nineties, man, it was everybody, everybody was there. We yeah. were, we, we yep. were, I mean, there was people that didn't even like wrestling or didn't even know about wrestling would go to those meets just because it was such an event. I think a lot yep. of that has been removed these days yeah, and that's com- community right I mean, to just sum it up i mean that's just community when i see when i think about south campus like just filled to the gill you know that low-hanging light blackout everybody you know standing room only on the sides yep. or like the, the pit on a saturday where you just see like lines of people coming in and out to me that was community yeah. you know not just not just a town but everything but that was just everybody coming together at one spot and it just so happened to be you know for a sport but it was it, it goes deeper and far beyond that 100 percent. Yeah. i think i think there's there's still pockets around the country that have that right yeah oh without but a i doubt, think it's, it's i think it's re- there's there's some of that 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 community feeling that's been removed because of the level of competition of the, you know, and it, it could be, you know, it, it could be parents being too, too involved. Right. Uh, yeah. You know, and don't get me wrong. I understand parents want the best for their kids and that's, that's why they're heavily involved. And I understand that. Uh, but the competition or, or in some cases, right, you know, families wanting to live out their dreams that they were never able to accomplish through their kids. Um, There's always that too. Right. So I think it's, I think it's interesting because, and I I think in some areas we're seeing it here, we're seeing the community and, you know, we've been, we've been, especially with Elena's soccer team, 
because she's got a core group of girls that they've been together for the last two years. And we've been hanging out with the parents for the last couple of years. And I have that feeling of community. There is the level of competition, you know, because listen, it's, in my opinion, it's, you know, that's 13, 14 year old soccer right now. You, this isn't the Olympic games. This isn't, you know, North Carolina soccer division one here. These are girls out there trying to have a good time and trying to learn and grow, not only as soccer players, but as human beings. So, Hey, let's not, let's not get crazy screaming at referees. And I'm guilty. I scream at referees sometimes, but <laughs> yeah, though no, that just comes with, I think, parents. Yeah, but my point is, is <laughs> yelling at yelling at refs is, is just part the, of it. The car ride home isn't analyzing the game. It's 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 not doing that because I just I, I I don't I don't. First of all, I don't know the first thing about soccer, so um, she could teach me it. But you know, <laughs> I think I think yeah yeah yeah. She it could be a tutor session on the way home if anything. <laughs> Exactly. What but actually I, was I wanted, happening out there from, from her point of view. Before we get too much into the competition, uh, I wanted to circle back to that, that the, the COVID and the positives um, around, I think, around sports. Uh, because, and I, th- I think you alluded to this, it's, I think it's created opportunities for us to be creative around sports. Uh, and I, I also believe it's given the opportunity for all, all of us, really. But for, when it comes to sports and kids, I think it's given them an opportunity to really, really deal with a high, high level of, of adversity and a high level of being uncomfortable and giving them the chance to stretch and grow quite a bit. Because, like I said, when it's it's it. You could you could tell, right? You know, you guys got creative and were able to build activities and action around sport, around family when there wasn't any. Uh, fortunately, you know, we were in a situation where our girls kind of took that initiative. Now they were kind of guided in a, in in a, in a way by their coaches to say, "Hey, here here are some things I would like you to do." But you know how kids could be. We could get it. We could get a note and says, "Hey, we, we, I want you to do a hundred push-ups, a hundred sit-ups, and a hundred pull-ups." every other day. No, I'm not going to do that. So it's, I think it's created an ability for these yeah. kids to take their own initiative and be accountable to themselves. And I think that's incredibly important these days, especially with these generations. Yeah. 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 Because I mean, self-discipline and work ethic, I mean, that's, that's a big fear of mine, just being involved with the youth more and more now, you know, and I'm, I'm really worried <laughs> at times about the lack of that. Um, you know, and I'm trying not to be that old, old timer in the corner saying, you know, back in my day, we used to run laps at midnight. And, you know, if, if you wanted it that bad, you had to do the work, but you know, it's, it's tough times. And I forget the saying, it's mm-hmm. like hard times make hard men, soft times make, you know, soft men or something, something along those lines. But that can apply to our kids as well. Um, and it doesn't have to be lined out, you know, every single move for them. I think letting them go and finding their own discipline, you know, and and it, it, true colors definitely come out of how bad. You know, a teenager really wants to succeed in a sport. You know, is it is it more of just a social outlet for them, or are they really driven to perform and really wanting to find out how good they actually are? You know, and it's during these COVID times, I think you're seeing a lot of yeah, a lot of those true colors starting totally. to shine. So, and it's, you know, yeah, and like you were saying, it's, uh, we can't line everything out as parents or as coaches, you know, and and that's what I'm really digging here lately of who's putting in that extra time on their own, you know, who's, who's just coming up with their own workout plans and everything. I mean, that's, that's really separating a population right now. And it's, I don't know, it's kind of the, 
you know, old school me, but I'm really liking, you know, just looking at some of these kids in, in, in our area and seeing what they're doing. Yeah. And I think it definitely, um, and what they're not just the sports, right. Cause you were alluding to it. Like what, what are there, are there kids out there, you know, they, they might not necessarily be able to have the, the one-on-one piano lesson or the one-on-one guitar lesson or whatever the case may be, or the one-on-one singing lessons. Yeah. You could certainly have it via, via Skype or whatever, whatever is out there that you're using, but it, it being in the environment that we're in these days, you know, it's, it's really easy to spend eight hours a day, six hours a day, whatever it is that on your, on your device, you know, playing, this is how ridiculously old I am. I can't even come up with a name. Oh, yeah. Fortnite. Fortnite. There you go. Fortnite. Fortnite. I'll give you, you one. Know, so, I'll, so th- I'll you, throw one out. Yeah. Like, okay. <laughs> it's re- I mean, it, it, and it's really easy for them to do it. And you can't necessarily blame them, right? But it, it'll be interesting to see as things pan out. Yeah. How you'll be able to see the, the – not, I don't want to just label this as kids either. This is adults too. What were we doing? What what we what? Oh yeah, for what sure. Were we all doing during this time where we did have some more downtime, or we did have some more uh, opportunity to learn different skills and teach ourselves something new? Were people doing that, or were people just resting on their laurels and just you know not growing and not getting uncomfortable? Yeah. Yeah, it's you know, and I'm sure there's a lot of people just literally counting down the hours to each day, and I, I I feel I feel for those those people that got stuck in those situations. Um, but you know, it's it's who took this you know crappy setting we have and then turned it into a positive of learning something new. I was looking forward to learn something new personally. But with my, since I'm, I still had a full workload and then, you know, in the springtime we were homeschooling online and that was really hard to get pretty much second grade math and literacy in before work, get a full day of work in and then come home and try to catch up with Cindy and help out to finish up a, a school day. You know, my, uh, my extracurricular activities really well, I, 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 I don't I think I was hoping did. to, but you know, I don't think you're giving. We we kept the kids moving. I think, <laughs> I think you, I think you personally have done some things. I mean, hell, you you're on. You you shared something the other day that you're doing some kind of welding. I didn't know what the hell you were talking about. Thankfully, there was a thread there, and somebody asked the question, "What the hell you were doing?" And you said what it is, and I still don't know what it is. But <laughs> what I, my point is doing. What, so there's there's things that you're trying. That are different because we talked about the archery stuff, you know, the bow and arrow stuff and doing that. So that's different. The other thing is that I I think I think all of us in some way, shape or form are creating new skill sets. And we don't even know we're creating new skill sets. But you take a look at at this in, in the big picture. Right. The circumstances that we're living in today are circumstances that really the the majority of the world has never experienced before so we're all out of our comfort zone in some way shape or form right and and we're exactly we're yeah, all on a daily basis something new. and this is just coming to me right so the girls so we we've been in we've been in the the virtual learning component for the last you know for the last month and a half roughly right the girls are going back to school in a couple weeks they're going to be going into school face to face and that's going to be starting, right? So now I'm going to have the dog here. I'm still not traveling, and I'm going to be responsible for some some new roles. I'm going to be back to Uber driving, but I'm going to be back to Uber driving, and then I'm going to have the responsibility of the dog here. You know, plus I got I want to get my work in. I want to get my run in. I want to get this. In. So we're I, every pretty yeah. much every day for I think the majority of us out there is is a, a, it's a new type of day you know there's i don't think i don't think the word routine you know is is out there because each day is so unknown and so changing yep and you don't know like nobody knows i mean it's a day-to-day basis pretty much is how we're operating here 
just to set our expectations properly of, you know, things could just start, you know, tomorrow we wake up and, you know, a case right out here and, you know, we're in shutdown for school and online, like waking up every morning now of wondering what's going to happen is like you said, like nothing you like think this it's, has You think ever it's conditioning happened. us to so, get comfortable being uncomfortable? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I kind of like it. <laughs> I, you know, it's, 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 you know, like I said, I think I told you, you know, if it wasn't for the economy and the deaths and everything, I'm down. I'm down with the the social distancing and the, you know, the quarantine and, you know, even the, you know, wondering what's going to happen because everybody has gotten so comfortable of falling into the day in, day out routine that, you know, some people don't even feel alive. But when you throw a huge wrench into the spokes like this, what we're dealing with now, I mean, it, it keeps people on their toes, you know, unfortunately it pushes people too far and they just don't have the, the tools to handle, you know, different stresses, but I don't know, like part of me, and it sounds, it may sound wrong, but I, I kind of like it just the, the unknown. And yeah, like you said, like, yeah, being comfortable in the, you know, be comfortable I, I being I, uncomfortable. I've experienced, I mean, this so is what I, I, and this is just coming to me as we're talking too, as we're talking, but I've, I've, I've been thinking about that because it seems like there's been days, right. Where I just, I, I'm, I, I'm like, I'm walking on eggshells just because I don't know what that, where that next step is going to lead me. You know what I mean? I don't know where, what, what's coming next yep. and it's yep. really uncomfortable and there's so much uncertainty, but over this time period, you know, I'm starting to realize that I'm, that's, that's just the life we're living in these days. And I, I, I had to get again, comfortable being uncomfortable. And I think at least from, from what I've been seeing and, and the people that I've been talking to and, and working with, and we're doing it, you know, we're doing it. Well, I, the majority of us are doing it. Like you said, there's some out there that are, yeah. that are extremes on either side, but I think, you know, as we, we talk about some of the positives coming out of this, it'll be interesting to see how things progress over over the next you know year and three years and five years on how much this makes us grow as a community, as a society versus just kind of, you know, not living. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no. And I, I think that was the trend up until... Right. March, really, when you when you looked at, you know, this country and society, I mean, even you, it's safe to say like worldwide of, you know, just people just doing the grind, you know, waking up, doing Groundhog's Day pretty much. And that's what kind of quarantine felt like for a while was Groundhog's Day. But when you look at now, look back on, um, you know, pre-COVID, a lot of people are just doing the same thing you know alarm goes off get up go to work you know you just cut and paste every single day now you throw a little hitch in the giddy up and people start coming to life a little bit and realizing maybe even taking for you know appreciating the smallest things of just being able to go outside and mm. you know have the sun hit your face you know just the the smallest things yeah now are a big deal so I mean, that's, that's kind of why I, I, I'm kind of, I don't know. I'm, I'm just trying to find positives during this whole ordeal too, but um, it could do a lot of good. And I'm kind of taking a, a lot of this as I'm, as we're talking this through, but our cross country team now, we, t I actually was talking with two of the girls last Friday before our meet during our warm up run about, you know, talking about the, the pain cave and, you know, right midway through this race you're going to go into the pain cave but just realize it's not going to last forever you know and this too shall pass and i told him i told we talked about being comfortable while being finding comfort while being uncomfortable i was like if you can just get in there and be aware of what's going on you know get through that and push yourself and you're going to come out with a, with a good result. And sure enough, they, they, they did exactly like to the T 
of that and just pushed right through. Um, and I had top three girls finish in their heat. So my three girls finished top three of that, of that race. And I was beyond excited with that, but prepping these kids now, you know, especially middle schoolers, I think middle schoolers are so moldable and like pliable that you can prep them for their high school years. And then just beyond with certain exercises and, you know, just the mental awareness, um, of being in that pain cave and just being, you know, all right in a bad situation, that's going to apply. And I'm bringing examples, not just on the, the race courses, but school, family, you know, if you have the tools, if you have the right tools, then you can go into anything you want and come out, you know, not always victorious, but you have survived an intense situation. So that's, um, and kind of bringing this all back in a loop here with the families and, and your own kids, you know, that this is our time to really focus in on our own, our own kin and, you know, provide the tools, give them the tools, have them do these little mini exercises. Um, I was fortunate enough this summer, we were able to get out and go camp. So these kids, my, my girls, on the mountain bike, this was the first summer really riding. And we put um, on some pretty, some pretty tricky trails and we just took it little by little, you know, step by step. And on the climbing wall too, we, I saw major breakthroughs on Cora and Taylor and even Tanner too, of them finding their limits and then just pushing a little bit out of their comfort zone. Cora went way out of her comfort zone and we were able to, you know, get her back and, you know, complete a climb going up and down. So it's, it's all these little micro doses right now with, with our own kids, with our own teammates. Yeah, the, tool, the tools, the so, tools that you're referring I to, I believe are so key. And I don't believe that we, all us as a society do a good enough job. Like you said, I think it's gotten better, but I think we can get much, much better in um, educating and sharing and discussing these types of tools with, like you said, that, that, that preteen, yep. that 11, 12, 13, 14 year old age group, right. Starting there and moving up. I think it's so important because we're not, we're not teaching a lot of this stuff, this real, you know, real life lessons dealing with adversity and dealing with fear and dealing with failure. And, and like you said, you know, you could go out there and, and work towards something and, and you might not quote unquote succeed at it, you know? And I think that's important for kids to realize that you're going to fail many, 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 many more times than you are going to succeed. And that's okay. What's most important is how do you deal with it? And I don't think those are the tools that we, we, those are the tools that we don't discuss enough. You know what I'm saying? Because. Exactly. Well, and I think, yeah, we're putting, sorry to interrupt. I just feel we're putting too much um, relying on our, our coaches and our teachers to, yeah. you know, do that work right now. And that's how I feel. And I feel if, if we, you know, take the time and work with our own kids and not put all that pressure on the teachers and the kids, because Cindy's a teacher, she worked in the school, Robin's the same thing. And that's too much stress. And I don't know if parents are just taking easy ways out right now. And, you know, having, depending well, on I mean, them to raise our kids. Some folks view it as so. you know, they're spending more time in the classroom than they are you know, engage with their family. So it should be the responsibility of the education yeah. system. And I don't, I don't believe that's right. I mean, we, we, we as parents, I mean, look, <laughs> again, we could go down a whole different avenue. Look at all the shit that's going on in the world right now. Right. Um, and, and for yeah. me, it starts with, you know, what, what, what are the messages? Who are there? Who are these people's, uh, that it doesn't make that's horrible English. Sorry, Abington Heights and Drexel University English teachers, grammar teachers. <laughs> speaking, speaking, <laughs> speaking of teachers, yeah, yeah, you you uh, done good job but there. We're we're not we're not 
we're not sharing the tools that we need to be sharing with these kids. And I think it's because we've become, we've become scared or fearful of that vulnerability. You know, I know you've had these discussions and you know, if I've had these discussions, I mean, they've seen us, Brian, our kids have seen us at points where we were broken, you know, physically and mentally, you know? Yep. Exactly. And that's not just Multiple within the, the, the events and stuff that we've done. That's in, in just in real life, whether it's work, whether it's marriage, right? Whether it's being a parent, you know, I know my kids have seen me at breaking points. They've seen me where I fail. They've seen me where I've wanted to give up, you know, and you keep going because yep. there's a purpose involved. There's a principle involved. And I, I don't, I think that's something that we don't do a good enough job sharing that information and sharing those tools with our kids because of fear or, or we, we have to look like and seem like we're in control. Uh, and, and I think it's important that we do it. I think we've gotten better at it than, you know, than the generations in the past. I think we've gotten better at it, but I think there's so, so much further we could go, especially in the education system. Oh yeah. Yeah. Without, without a doubt. Yeah. And it's, it comes down to one of Cindy's uh, favorite lines right now is how do you spell love? Mm. T I M E. So, you know, and that she heard that from a, a podcast, a parenting podcast, but she brings that up, especially with Tanner right now. Um, and he gets it, you know, and, and that, but that just shows Tanner at least that we are aware and we're, trying and we're constantly working on being a parent you know and it's 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 a constant you know day by day improvement hopefully um and just letting the kids know that you know we are not perfect and i think that's you know the inferiority like the, you mm-hmm. know, before it was always the parents on the pedestal kind of like up higher the the hierarchy of parenthood um now i think showing them that you know, we're not perfect. You're not perfect. Let's work together on this. And that's a day by day situation. You know, it's not just going to be resolved. Issues can't be resolved over, you know, one evening um, discussion, you know, it's a constant work in progress. So, and, and Tanner's seeing that he, he gets it and the girls we're having them yeah. on big discussions you know we're not just putting them putting them off to the to the rooms and then having these you know discussions and deciding some big things we're bringing everybody together i know you guys are really good with that too and that's kind of where we've been learning it from but um even at the girls age at eight years old we want them involved i mean i think it's possible sorry Um, to to interrupt but i think Bringing them, bringing them involved. I mean, no, you're good. I, I can't tell you how many times I've said, listen, I don't have all the answers. And I'm, I'm, you know, I'm talking to my daughters. I'm talking to Robin. Cause, and I think, especially, uh, you know, in a, in a, in a, in a male role, in a father role, in a husband role, if you want, and I'm not trying to be sexist here, but you know, for, for centuries, we've gotten the stigma of, we have to always be in control. We have to have all the answers. We are the leader of the house, which I think is completely and utter bullshit. I don't agree with it 100%. I think that, I mean, I, I'm having a conversation. I've had conversations with Elena when she was 10, 11, 12 years old saying, I don't have all the answers. Because you know what? They might have better answers in a certain situation that we might have. We have more experience, obviously, in living this life. And there's certain areas that we have the ability to probably better lead them and guide them in, but that doesn't necessarily mean it's right for them. And yeah. And sometimes I've found that just Mm -hmm. a different perspective and more out of the box thinking that like, you know, a 14 year old may have may shed light in on, you know, a decision you're making and really bring a different light into, to the matter. And, you know, and, and, and but it's, well, how are you going to handle that? You know, play it off, play it off and yep. you know, stay alpha or, you know, are you going to welcome that, that um, idea into the topic and discuss it, you know? And that's where I think we're, you know, like you said, being more vulnerable, coming back to that of, you know, not letting down your guard to a certain point, mm-hmm. not going alpha style 
and actually hearing the kids out entertaining it you know even (laughs) if it is a piss poor idea but entertaining it talk through it at least and not just shoot them down right away that's something really actually now that i'm practicing more and more of you know with tanner coming up and getting older of you know hearing them out and we actually he came up with yesterday's workout for the cross-country team so it was like yeah that's legit man i'm like we could we could definitely do that i'm gonna throw burpees in there but we can definitely do that it gives them confidence it gives it gets them comfortable in in sharing ideas and sharing thoughts rather than you know sitting in the back of the classroom not wanting to raise your hand because they think their idea is going to be dumb and everybody's going to ridicule them right um it give, it, it exactly, gives them the exactly. ability that and makes the connection with us as parents or with teachers or with role models or adults in general. It, it gives, okay, yeah, they're going to respect me, you know, and that goes a, that goes a long way because I think you, you hit the nail on the head, you know, coming out and being alpha versus, you know, the father saying, well, that's a stupid idea to just go over there and be quiet. And I'm the father and I'm, I'm the adult here. and You follow my lead. Yeah, and then exactly you repeat it, what it, the kid it, just said. <laughs> right, exactly, but <laughs> it, I think it opens it, it up for these, for that mutual respect. And I think respect, it's definitely obviously earned. But you know, I think we lose sight that some something because I'm forty and you're thirteen or you're ten, you don't you respect me. I don't have to respect you. You're too young. Which I think is I think is bullshit because it it, yeah. it it that's where that pro you talk about you know how moldable they are at ten eleven twelve thirteen years old that's when that's when they need to start learning that type of mutual respect and we as parents have to do a better job of being able to show that because um, that that's going to create confidence that's going to create you know just stability in their mind being able that hey listen I could I can be vulnerable. You know, I could share my thoughts. I could share my ideas. They might be right or they might, it's not about right or wrong. They might not be the best idea, but at least I'm comfortable enough and proud enough to share it. You know? Yeah. 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 Put it out on the table, you know, rather than just feeling, you know, questioning your your own self and your own thoughts and everything, not even speaking a word. And that's, and that's, I give my parents a lot of credit for, for that. Um, Just looking back on my, you know, middle school years and everything. And I felt like I had a lot of, um, a lot of, they, they allowed me to express my mind and do all that, you know, like we're, we're talking about, you know, and keeping, keeping me reined into a certain point, but a lot of challenges and, you know, there wasn't a force forcing anything and, everything that I wanted to take on myself or felt like I could, there was, there's always that support there behind me. And, you know, and if anything, I think my mom was always trying to Mm. pry more out of me throughout the teenage years and be more open and not bottle up um, emotions or what's going on in school. And Cindy's doing a lot of that actually with Tanner right now of just trying to keep that open line of communication going and not, having these kids go day in day out with school and sports and friends and social atmospheres and bottling that all up, you know, and creating, you know, an open line of communication between the parents and the, and the teenager. And I'd still remember sitting at kitchen table with, with my mom and she's just, you know, getting a pry bar out of the garage just to try to, you know, get something out of me. Um, but, you know, and I look back on that now and it makes perfect yeah, but sense. It, it, I, I, totally I, it. I'm, I'm, I've learned that lesson, right. And I've been coached well by Robin on this, especially having two daughters is that I, I think, and again, I've learned this from other people telling me that, dude, you can't, you just, you can't, They'll, they'll come to you. You just need to, you can't, you can't, you can't ask ask and ask. You can't do the prying because when you start doing, if you get, you get to a point where you pry too much and then they, they, you're like the turtle. They're going back in their shell versus, you know, what, what I've learned and what I've been practicing a lot lately with them over the course of the last several years is, you know, I, you know, I'm always going to love you. There's nothing you could do that 
I'm not going to stop loving you. I'm always here to talk to, but you guys got to come to me to talk to me. You know, I'm here, but I know that I can't pry you. I can't beat it out of you. I can't, I can't pull the answers or the feelings or the thoughts out of you. Just know that when you're ready to talk, I'm ready to listen. Yeah, no. And that's, I think that's, that's perfect. perfect it's taken me a long time to, to learn to it. In. And yeah, just let it. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. No, especially with two, two teenage girls. I'm, uh, yeah, yeah. Two strong willed teenage that girls right that, that are, yeah, and and you're gonna have the same. You're gonna have twins. You're gonna have it like in stereo. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna need more <laughs> hazy IPAs. So we <laughs> we full, yeah, full, full circle, circle we, man. We there's a couple things we didn't get into, and that's fine. We could save them for another time. But I think we we did a good. I think I liked it. I really liked the conversation because it went from family to team, and we kind of dug into really like parenting and. um especially i mean yeah 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 there's a little tie in just from a, the you know the dad's perspective which leads into that ultra dad's concept right so i hopefully hopefully the folks out there yeah uh got something out of this is there is there anything else you wanted to hit on Brian? you know i i i agree with you 100 percent. i think we covered um everything then some um with that one so we're earning our title ultra dads um yeah we're just kind of touching a little bit on everything there so yeah it was a good I, one. Uh, I really that enjoyed was a good that one. thank you so thank, thank you. you so thank you uh you had a thought possibly for for upcoming uh, for upcoming sessions you had a couple thoughts um uh, for topics do you do you want to see if we could pull that together what we were texting last weekend you know where i'm going with this with the with 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 the moms and dads. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, let's. Uh, we can definitely. You want to try to tee that up for that two out. weeks? Get see if we could get the moms on. All right. Okay. Okay. Like a one. Uh, we could do. Yeah. We. Yeah. Because uh, I could. I could do it with the uh, with the incredibly advanced technology that we're using uh, in the. Uh, in the RP uh, podcast okay. headquarters here. Uh, okay, if your IT experience can uh, do such, I, I think let's, let's make the it happen. same way I invite you. I would invite them. Now, I think okay. we can make it happen. It's the question on whether they can execute. <laughs> Gotcha. I got a hundred per. I'll speak for Debbie Shane, um, which I know she'll be listening. So we're we're coming at you, Mom. <laughs> um, yeah, I think we'll get we'll get her on if you can work your uh, Florida connections down there. Um, and pull I think we could do. There. We might that'd have be, to get that'd be awesome. to be able to sit outside because if she's inside, her service is horrible. But. What I'll do, we'll I'll start making the connection, reaching out to her this week, and see see if we could pull it off. But I think either way, if we get both of them on, I think it would be I think that would be a fun freaking ride. Um, and even if we even if we get one of them on, but I'll, well, I think we could get both. I think we could pull it off. Okay. Okay. Yeah. No so if you guys are listening, we're coming at you this week. <laughs> Get ready. So then you yeah, and I, I like got you, I like that a lot. That'll, that'll you and I got a whole new you, gotta, you and I got to prepare some uh, <laughs> some questions and topics. Then, yeah, there's going to be uh, yeah, we'll do a powwow um, offline and um, regroup. Yeah, let's let's get it. Let's happen. get them. Let's get them bought into it, and then you and I could connect on on topics. We're gonna we're gonna be able to get out of our comfort zone here. Yeah, All right, dude. Big time. <laughs> like I said, like yeah, I said, more we, hazy IPAs. We might need sure. quite a bit of them for that session. <laughs> yeah. I'm not drinking, just, mom. I promise. We just, we just can't. We can't keep a tally. We just can't let them know the tally. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Crack up, crack up right. open pre. All right, brother. Good, good session, man. I enjoyed this one. <laughs>
Awesome. This is great. Yeah. Thanks to everybody out there for uh, listening. If you made it this far and Absolutely. Yeah, more to come for sure. So take care down there, Mike, uh, send all the ladies our best and we'll, we'll do uh, give everybody our love. We'll follow up. All right. Sounds buddy. good, man. Much soon. love. Thank you. Bye. All right. Later.